Hello and welcome to the North America Gaelic Football Podcast, the home of Gaelic football here in North America. I'm your host, Gareth Michael Linden. Uh, just before we get going, quick shout out to our sponsors, Mesida, uh, who've been the official sponsor of the USGA now for the last number of years. I want to qu- uh, quickly welcome our guest today, uh, Neil McEnany, all the way from uh, the Donegal uh, Boston Club. Neil, what's the crack? How's everything going? All good, Gareth. All good. Thanks very much for, for having me on your podcast. Um, the past number of weeks, you've been entertaining me when I've had my own injury. Uh, listen to them. It's, it's a good show. Fair play to you, yourself and Connor. You know. Yeah, Connor, unfortunately, couldn't be here tonight. Uh, but, you know, he'll be back. He'll be back in the on the grind soon. So, uh, been a busy couple of weeks in both our ends. Uh, me, I've got baby two on the way, and he's got a lot of stuff going on too. So, trying to trying to get them. A, yeah, just nationals is a no go this year, unfortunately. <laughs> I was look, kind of looking forward to it, but ah, not this year, unfortunately. Uh, but Neil, do you want to just give us a kind of quick backstory on your end? Uh, kind of where it all began for you and where how you got to a Monaghan man playing with Donny Gall, Boston. <laughs> uh, I want to hear the full the full breakdown of this story. A, it's, a, it's a good question. It's a question I get asked asked a while or a lot, I should say. Um, I mean, I was born in New York myself. You know, this is going a long way back, I guess. You know, but born in New York, so that's kind of my earliest GA memory. To be honest with you, would be actually in Gaelic Park there in the Bronx, actually just following the ball up and down the stand, just running up and down, and then moved to Ireland when I was seven to Carrick. Carrick Emmett's would have been my home club in Monaghan, you know. And like anybody else, kind of growing up, you're kind of playing, and you're necessarily something you're just doing with your friends, for me, a lot of the time, and then it gets more serious as you get older and everything else. And then in... 2015 then, fast forward in a good bit, 2015, October, I moved out to Boston and obviously I had no allegiance to any club out here. What I ended up doing, I was in Dublin airport, I looked up Boston GAA and the chairman at the time was was John Cunningham, JC, a Donegal Boston man. I sent an email to the chairman, he got back to me and, you know, he was good enough to get me in contact with a few boys that, you know, Paddy McDevitt and I was working for Eamon Kelly and these guys for a few weeks and whatever else. And then, you know, helped me out, get on my feet for a few first few weeks I was here. So obviously then there's the loyalty there that the following summer, you're going to, you're going to start kicking ball with them. So that's how I ended up playing with Donegal Boston. I was looking to draw really. He happened to be the chairman that year and that's who I sent the email to, you know? So yeah. And um, Jesse, uh, Obviously, he's a very well-known character out uh, up in the Northeast. Uh, he was involved with uh, GA here for a long time. Uh, very well-known, not just in the Northeast, but in the US GA as a whole. And has a big following. Uh, a lot of lads speak very highly of him. So, uh, and obviously, myself, meeting him out in Canton a couple of times myself. Uh, yeah, just a great I, lad. I was, I was talking to him recently, actually. He's, he's out in Sweden doing very well. I, I believe it's something to do with the European GA um, board or whatever else, but I know he's he's with some crowd called, I followed him on Facebook, I don't know how to pronounce it, I'm going to butcher it, Gaff, Gaffla or something like that, Might, maybe he started the club or something along those lines, but yeah, he's still still very much involved with GA and I think he'll always, oh, he's one of those GA men that always will be as such, you know, no matter where he'd end up, so. Yeah, I think... Uh... One of the boys, John Young from Pittsburgh, actually was back at his wedding. I think it was like in the summer or in the spring, was it? Like a couple of months ago? Sounds right. Yeah. Sounds right. Sounds like I, I know it wasn't too long ago. You could be right there. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. Um, well, I know we touched base a little bit before the, the episode. Um, obviously, you've been playing now for a number of years with Donegal, but a little unfortunate injury now has kept you out for this year. Yeah, yeah. Against your former club, the Mechanespies, you know. <laughs> it was an um, intermediate game, 10th of June it was. And it was, uh, you know, I was defending at the time and I kind of had the had the forward stopped and dived for the block and straight away I felt this 
pain like I never felt before in my life now, I'll be honest with you, you know. And what I ended up doing was rupturing my patellar tendon in my left knee. So that's it's the tendon that connects the kneecap to the shin bone. Ruptured kind of completely off the bone. So um, it's one of those that was brushed to the emergency room, ambulance then, and um, what the doctor said, he said, the only real solution to this is surgery. And your recovery doesn't start until the surgery. So like that, uh, I said, okay, how quick can we get the surgery? Have the surgery done within the next week and then the recovery starts from there, you know? So That's got to be a tough one, especially early in the year. You know, it's, and I'm sure obviously the club has been, been brilliant to you, you know, whatever you need, whatever, you know, providing as much help as they can to you as well? Uh, without a doubt, definitely so. And it's something that, like, you see with the Irish community out here all the time. I mean, in my own case, I'm kind of in a very kind of, I would call a fortunate um, situation in a number of ways. I mean, my wife, Victoria, is a nurse. So straight away, it's kind of like she knows what to do and she's been unbelievable to me, um, obviously. And... Over a lot now in the next coming weeks as payback, I guess you know. <laughs> and then, and as well as that, my job has changed. I work with uh, Devro doing the gas, but my job has changed in the last number of years where I'm office space now. So I have they've been great with me that I've been able to transfer my work to home, working from home. So even obviously, you know, the money coming in is one thing. Gareth, keep the money coming in is huge. But on top of that, too, even for for your own sanity, you're still waking up at your, you know, seven o'clock start, and you're doing your forty hours a week, and you're you're keeping busy that way. Like you know, there's there's only so much Nintendo and podcasts and whatever to listen to, you know, that sort of way. So <laughs> it's, I've been I've been very fortunate in that respect, and even with Donegal Boston, the lads at the club, like honestly, the text messages coming in, the well wishes, the phone calls boys you know tipping over to the house even lads giving me lifts down to canton at the weekend to watch the games and stuff like that like and really can't thank the lads enough for everything you know go ahead oh i would say even would have you been had like i lads from other clubs maybe reaching out as well uh without a doubt without a doubt there i mean like i've kind of over the last number of years, like kind of, the longer you're in Boston, the more you see, the more familiar heads. I mean, there's a lot of Connemara lads that work with Devro too that I would know that I get on with. They recently enough started a, a soccer club, Connemara United, and I've kind of met a few of the boys from either all the different clubs, really the Shannon Blues, the Mechanesbys, and whatever else, and even lads that you know, you know PJ Conley from Connemara, a neighbour of mine now in Abington. Jimmy Rigney from Mechanesby's neighbor of mine and Rockland there just over the road. So like obviously there's the big rivalries between the clubs and whatever else, but you know, it's it's good to see that you know, you can there's still kind of the friendships off the field and everything else, you know, the way I'd put it. So the rivalry between the lines. <clears throat> rivalry so, but... rivalry between <clears throat> the lines. That's that's the way I like to I like to leave it. Like, you know, just Kill yeah, each other and, and say whatever and you want on the field, and then after that, just you know, and, <laughs> and, and that rivalry is good, like you know, because it obviously keeps the motivation going, it keeps the standard really high, too. You know, obviously, there's a massive game this weekend between Mac and Espies and yeah. Donegal, which I'm sure you'll be out watching, uh, which I'm sure we'll probably talk a little bit about as well, uh, because that's going to be a cracker. I mean, Donegal and Mac and Espies is like. That's like must see TV. That's like pay per view right there. You know, that's are you, are you too... putting it on. Are you putting it on YouTube? Uh planning on it. Planning on it. Yeah, uh, that's planning on it until my wife calls me to say, "Hey, listen, I'm in labor. Get the fuck back to Worcester right now." <laughs> which is which is probably you know that would be that that would make sense, right? So we actually have a final yeah, on Saturday. Uh, for the junior C, and then oh, very good. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping another week. 
August 13th this is Juliet's <laughs> but uh can literally be any weekend. yeah yeah nah, you'll, you'll you'll get another week you're good you're good you're in the uh, <laughs> i hope i hope so but that'll be i mean i you know peter murray from the northeast division mm-hmm. called me weeks ago and was like hey listen this is gonna be a cracker uh do you want to video it and try and live stream it now we have no clue what we're doing like even <laughs> when we're videoing it <laughs> so uh it's like Peter, we're gonna we're gonna give it a go. Like you know, it might yeah. it might work, it might not work. But like I think the ones we did video, we're able to go back and like you know, all right, you know, we can maybe clip out a little bits and edit it away that it, it's at least watchable. Uh, obviously, live streaming is a different animal. Um, yeah, but we'll see. I mean, give it a go, and if it works, great. If it doesn't, you know, learning I've learning been- curve. There's definitely huge interest. I mean, like, you think of all the players that have come and gone for both clubs. Like, you know that the guys at home, they're, they're so interested in, in watching it. Like, you know what I mean? And to see it live would be would be huge if possible, you know? So. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. look at the players even the last couple of years. Like, there's, you know, even with yourselves, there's Paul Mannion back in a Dublin jersey I know. Uh, on Sunday, yeah. you know, which is... Pretty incredible to see after seeing him out playing in, in Boston last year. Uh, last year, right? Was it last year? Last year, that's right. Yeah, it, it was it last goes, year. It does go to show the standard of players that come out. Like, you know, I mean, Paul Mannion there uh, with us last year, obviously, all of a sudden there, Sunday, playing in the All-Ireland Final, man of the match in the All-Ireland Final. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, he was the best player in the biggest game of the year. Like, when he was out playing with us all year last year, you know? So, like, you obviously have played back at home as well. Like, how would mm. you consider the standard of football? So, you've played, <clears throat> you've played pretty much every division here, right? You've played junior, you've played senior. You know, how would yeah. you compare the standard of football here in the Northeast compared to, like, playing back at your club in Monaghan? Uh, Monaghan, Monaghan club football is, is definitely kind of rough and tumble. It's, you know, every, every team, nearly every player is... It's putting their their heart and their sleeve and everything on the line when they're playing. You know, there's no real easy games. I would say to compare it, I would say the club football. I mean, Carrick Emmett's would be my club. They'd be kind of senior, yo-yo down to intermediate, and then back up to senior. Usually, when they go down to intermediate, they're not long there, and be back up to senior. So that'd be kind of the level. I would say that the club football at home. Would probably be a little, maybe a little bit of a step above. The only reason I'd say that nearly is because all the club players they're playing with each other for a long period of time, which is one of the challenges you get out here. No matter how good of players and you know teams that you have, like you have to get it right to gel it in such a short period of time as well. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if you have that chemistry kind of all the way up, then you know you're playing with lads that you're playing with all your life, kind of thing, and Realistically, for your average club team, you might be adding, you know, maybe two or three minors in a good year that might be coming off the bench that you're kind of adding to the team a little bit, you know, that sort of way. So in that sense, I'd say it's a little bit better. But I mean, in terms of the actual players themselves, you know, the standard's probably better here just because of the big names that you get. I mean, we had obviously Dermot Conley in 2018, and then similar story that we were just talking about with Paul Mannion. He, whatever, the visa issue in 2019, I can't remember the exact details, but turns around then, goes back, joins the Dublin squad in 2019 and, you know, helps them win pivotal and helping them win that five in a row that year for them, you know. And you look at the players that come out this year too, like, I mean, the biggest name I'd say is probably Sean Kelly for Connemara Gales came out, like he's captain of Galway. And, Obviously, Galway didn't have the year that they wanted, but a lot of the people were tipping them early, tipping them early for you know all Ireland success too. So, player-wise, there's definitely the standard would be better out here. But just in terms of how teams gel, I think that the club teams at home would would have the advantage there. You know, it's also very different with the the fifteen aside too versus the thirteen. Yeah, uh, you know we've had, you know you've seen players come out. Uh, over the years that, you know, at home on a 15 aside, you know, might suit them a lot better in a 13, especially on a 95 degree day in Canton when it's hot and humid, 
And, you know, it's like, it's like going for a run in the mountains, you know, it's just, it's so different. You know, there's just so much running. There's so much space. Like if you're a cornerback, that's, you're in no man's land out there. <laughs> good, good, good luck to you. Good luck to you. I know. I mean, hey, preaching to the choir there as a defender nearly primarily, you know, it's like, I'd be happy enough if we changed the 15 aside out here as I'm getting older, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm trying to catch, trying to catch up with some of these young fellas that are coming out, like, you know, absolutely flyers. So many players even coming out backs. with pace to burn and pace is just huge out here too. Yeah. And the, the wing backs is like, even being a wing forward is, is just as equally the worst position because the wing backs are literally just playing, attacking like pretty much the whole game. So uh, it's a very it's it's a it's a very interesting one, like the difference. And yeah, I, you're right. Like that chemistry does play huge. I mean, look at do you find do you find Garrett like I mean that it's kind of nearly it's so exciting the thirteen aside in so many ways, but it's nearly similar to Hurling where even if you were you know four points down, five points down maybe, but not long to go. You know you still got a chance in Canton 13 aside because the goals can bang in so quickly. All of a sudden you get a one-on-one or two-on-two and it's just, you know, it can happen so fast, you know? Uh, uh, was that kind of like a, like an entry into the, the, the final a couple of years ago in 2019? What was it? <laughs> six, six, seven points down. I think Robbie touched base on that one. Oh. What was it? Three goals in like less than five minutes? It could have been. Well, not on purpose now, not on purpose. It happens all the time out in Canton, but I mean, without a doubt, that was, yeah, that, that was kind of, I mean, you look at it, you can look back now, I don't think the Macanesi should have really lost that game at all when you look at it, but at the end of the day, that was it. Like, I mean, it was kind of, there was a belief in our in our team that day that we could just keep going to the end, you know? So, and like that, Canton, you know, Five minutes is, is is a world of time in Canton, you know. Especially with the space, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, I know that day still haunts Robbie Croft. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know he talked about it a little bit on that episode, but he's like, if if there was a ground, he got a he cut a hit under that ground. He would have just he would have dove right in it. So it was a long long day for him. But um, I think was that the year you won the treble too. That's right, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, we won, won the junior B's, junior A's, and the senior that year. That's right. That's right. And then we went on then to the North Americas in, well, it was close to Washington. I want to say it was Maryland or wherever it was. But I know it was close to Washington because we went in for a day trip to Washington, you know, to see the city and everything like that. Um, but went on to that as well, actually, in bet some Philadelphia team in the final. I can't remember now who it was. Young Irelanders, maybe, I'm not sure, but won that as well, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, geez, that was, it really was a hell of a year for us as a club, like, and even for everybody involved, you know, it was, you know, it's just the trainings were great all year, kind of everybody pushing each other on, and it's great the way it's done out here. Obviously, the B final will be first, and then, you know, the, the Bs win, all right, pressure on the A's now, A's get over the line, and then it's like, Okay, shit, like the seniors, we got to win here, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, no, that's, I mean, I, it's a hell of achievement. I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think there's many clubs or if any clubs that have won a treble, you know, in one sport as in Gaelic, like so for men's football, you know. And one thing that, you know, we've talked about even with Robbie and other people, you know, you credit any club that can put out three teams every year. You know, and Donegal do that every year. Like it's it's phenomenal to see. I mean, you're kind of in the camp there. Like, you what what does training look like for you on like a midweek? Like, how many lads do you have down there? Yeah, I mean, this year, to be honest with you, in particular, I don't know what it is about this year. Now, since my injury, I'll be honest, I haven't been down to training. But even before my injury, whatever else, like you got to really tip your hat to. You know, Porrick the boss there, Declan Scott, Jared O'Kane, like taking the trainings because we've been having 50 odd men at training like, on a normal basis. And it's just, I don't know how you can even start to think that, how to organize that, you know, that sort of way. Um, but the truth about it is, like, it's kind of just grown and grown. And, you know, I was kind of, 
appointed secretary this year and you know you get emails coming in and you talk to them and say okay if you're living nearby and come down to a train and see if you like it you're not going to turn anybody away for a start you know so see if you like it see if you like the guys and come on ahead and join us if you want then you know so it's kind of grown that way um but yeah the trains have been good like it's always kind of good you have a lot of lads like myself i guess but even more lads that have been around for a long time player wise that kind of push the standards higher and higher as much as they can every year and even it's kind of a good home base then for anybody that comes out for the summer they realize okay this is the standard like you can't just be coming out and you know talking about and just saying all right i'm just here for the summer it's like all right we're here to try and win or do our best to win here do you know what i mean so well 50 people training there's clubs there's senior clubs at home that can't even get half of that for training sessions yeah you know that's, i know it's pretty yeah, yeah. that's pretty impressive yeah yeah definitely so <laughs> and actually it's a, it's a, so we had we had training tonight and we had 20 and like trying to organize and that, like that's great for even us like we're very still a very young club and to have 20 people training is fantastic for us for any yeah. for most clubs course, uh, yeah, yeah. but trying to organize 20 people you know it's pretty much like all right you try to do a full game like, but how the hell do you do that with 50 people <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you end up kind of having to split it up a little bit. I think it's the way, the best way you nearly have to do it, you know. Because um, obviously there's the varying levels. You have the Americans that are coming in that have never played the game before, that are brand new to the sport. And you have the, obviously the, you know, the German Congress, the Paul Mannions, or, you know, whoever the big names out are that are, you know, best in Ireland in a lot of cases. So you kind of end up, towards, towards the middle of the summer, you end up having to split it up in that sense you still do the warm-up together and the cool down together and everything else like but that's ah, just credit to the lads really to be honest with you to uh to keep it going that way you know because there's no way you can keep 50 men happy you know that sort of way so yeah you do your best and it's also good to have you know some of the newer players and maybe some of the, like the you know players that are you know there they're about and you know, maybe need another year or two just to get to that level. It's great to them to be around people like that, where they can learn from them and kind of like, you know, almost pick their brain. It's like, hey, what can I be doing here? What can I be doing there? Uh, which seems like, you know, almost like a cheesy way, but you know, some of these American kids, they they love to ask questions, you know, and they I love to pick the brains of. Yeah, they love to pick the brains of Mannions and the the Connollys and you know the best players. Yeah, I would have a doubt, like, and even myself included, to be, to be perfectly honest with you, you know, you see these players come out, and I always think that, like, the club football, going back to what our original, we were talking about, like, you know, the standard, I think that the, maybe the preparation and stuff, even at club football at home, might be a little bit better than ours, you know, you know I think Robbie was even talking about it when he was talking about, like, boys coming out doing their band work and their rollout and whatever else, like, you know, it's kind of like, we should be doing that too and it's something that we've all kind of started doing as well but i feel like they're just a few years nearly ahead of us there's always something that's you know they have that that do you, you think know, that's, that's just, a little that's bit of uh do you think that's uh like here there is a little bit of an older school mentality yeah probably probably yeah you could be right there you know, it seems like with the lads that come over from home, they're coming in with newer ideas and newer like newer things. Where um, you can you can see a little bit of that. All right, no, like you know, you're here to play football. You know, like that, a little bit of old stubbornness. You know, and I was like, <laughs> this is the way. This is the way it is, and this is just how it is. But I think people are becoming more like obviously like the science behind it. Obviously now you've been you know, your, your mind has now been opened up to a lot of different things with obviously with, with through your injury as well. Uh, so I guess education is a big part of that too, right? So when these people are coming over and they can actually like explain why they're doing it, you kind of have a better understanding of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a fair point. All right. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so this weekend, what do you yeah, think? Big one. What's, uh, what's the verdict? Uh, obviously there was a game on Sunday. Um, wasn't much of a game. It was kind of just like a 
kick around uh, just to get everybody out there, just to get through <laughs> that game. But um, how do you think it's going to go? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't in Canton at the weekend. No, I went down to the, to the Cape with herself, her family and, and all that. So I had a great weekend down there. Um, but by the sounds of it, as you said there, I didn't really miss too much. Um, I mean, it's probably the easiest question you'll ask me. I mean, Donegal Boston's obviously going to win by probably five or ten points, you know? <laughs> you know, it's, no, it's funny. Mean, so I seen, did you see the, the game uh, like uh, during the season? I think it was yeah, before, the first, the first it was one. the end of June. Yeah, the yeah. first one. And it was a it was a cracker of a game, you know. But it I was, you could yeah. tell it was still, you know, both teams were still very early in the year. You know, they were just about, to, you know, it was getting to the deadline where they were had more people coming in, and mm-hmm. uh, teams weren't finalized. But both teams kind of know, all right, like you know, like even at that stage, the standard was really high. You know, uh, I I think it'll be a different game. Than that, than that one. I think oh, yeah. maximum by a couple of points or something. But um, yeah, it's going to be a completely different game. No, yeah, I'm, everybody looking, I'm, here I'm looking for forward to it. And you kind of touched on it there, like the standard. I mean, I remember that day I was I was up in the press box. You know, I was on the crutches at that time, and you get a great view from up in the press up in, up in the press box. You know, so I was up there, and it was an intermediate game before it. I was watching that. And then all of a sudden you see the senior game then and just the absolute speed, the balls move and like, you know, someone to take at most one or two touches on the ball before it's kicked past or fist passed again. Like there's no kind of messing about. And it's just, you talk about the levels again, obviously it's the same skills, it's the same whatever, but the levels in terms of just the speed of the game at the senior level, even compared to the intermediate, or it is it is shockingly fast, especially as a 13 aside, you know, you're looking at it, it's like, but I am looking forward to that, to the, to the game now at the weekend, like, I mean, to be, uh, obviously, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek joking a little bit there, but it's going to be tight, I would say, I mean, Max, some serious players, and so do we as well, I think if we click, then we should win, to be honest with you, but we'll see how it goes, you know. How do you, how do you explain that rivalry to, to anybody that doesn't you know, maybe that isn't familiar with the Northeast because that's been something that's been brewing for, you know, probably since I've been like, so I, I came to Boston in 2011, uh, started playing in 2012 and the Max, Max rivalry, the kind of Donegal, that rivalry was just starting to really brew at that stage. How do you, how do you explain playing in that game, especially in a final or a semifinal? Uh, because the crowds that gather for that game is, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I know it's yeah it's the the way the way I'd usually put it like I mean if you're from Monaghan and you get this reference I guess it'd be like worse than Carrick Maracloon kind of thing. It's kind of just hate each other, you know, or at least it was down through the years and still is now. Um, but once it's kept on the field, I mean I remember there was a game and. In terms, you're talking about the crowd and everything else. Like when you're in the middle of a game playing, at least I tend to, it's just I kind of tend to zone out the crowd and you're nearly just focusing on your own sideline, your own management, whatever they're saying to you, keeping the positive in, you know. Um, but I remember I was playing a game and it was down towards kind of the bar end of the pitch in Canton against the Max. And I can't, I can't remember, I was shouting for a 45 or a wide or whatever it was. And, I won't name the person, but he was a max man that I work with, you know, and he was shouting at me from the sidelines saying, called me a this, that, and the other. And I didn't even notice that he did it. And I was talk- talking to him in the bar after, and he said, gee, sorry about that, lad. Uh, called you this, that, and the other. And I goes, I didn't even notice. I in one ear, out the other. Do you know what I mean? It just <laughs> didn't bother Between me. The lines. Like, you know, Between the lines. Between the lines. Between the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you weren't on the field, so I didn't, I, you're nothing to me if you're not playing, you know, so. Yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 a great rivalry in that sense. Like you know, it's it's a big rivalry between the clubs. Nothing wrong with rivalry too. That's what you want. That's the games you want to be playing. And to be honest, with you, semi final against the Max this weekend. Like I mean, geez, I wish I was playing. You know, I wish I wasn't injured. I wish I was talking. I wish I was there. You know, um, but sure, that's that's what you played at the football for for those days. That's what you train so hard for all year is to 
be playing in a game like that and then hopefully trying to get over the line and then playing in the championship final the next weekend. That's what we play football for, really, you know. You're trying to win as a team and everything, so. And it's it's almost like if you didn't have if you didn't have Donny Gall, you wouldn't have as big as a push from the other clubs too. And same with the Max and same with the Gales and same with these other clubs, you know, it's you take out that senior element, you know, where's the draw? Where's yeah. the Raya? Yeah, you know, it's not it's not as you know, yeah, it'll still be it'll still drive people and drive traffic, but you know, there's a reason why there's more than a thousand people out there championship Sunday to watch a Mac and Espy's Donegal game, a, a, you know, a Donegal Connemara Gales game. You know, even like I remember the Blues uh, was a big one as well, you know, yeah, a couple of years ago. You know, those games were, those, even the Wolf Tones, Wolf Tones for years as well, drove out big, big crowds. That's you right. Know, and That's it's, right. You know, it brings like people talk about. Ah, well, you know, you're bringing Mannion out and you're bringing Conley out and all these players, and it's like, yeah, but they're bringing freaking people want to come out and watch us. You know, it's yeah. it's it's really entertaining stuff. I know, and so, especially on the sideline, uh, and it, 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 puts, it puts arses in the seats, and that's just yeah, that's, that's you know, the truth. like that's like, you know, and you know, I think I think this year, I know you probably. You probably heard a little bit more in your end, you know, but you had that Italian Cup this year, and uh, that probably hurt a couple of couple of teams because I'm sure well, I know there was a couple of lads talking about coming out from you know some of the clubs, some of the counties like Down and I think like Meath and Leash and stuff. You know, Leash had a couple of lads out a couple of years ago, um, mm. which would have made it a little bit more exciting too. But uh, I mean, the standard is still absolutely quality. I mean, you're saying like even the captain of Galway there, there's. I mean, I think there's actually a couple of lads from Monaghan out this summer as well, right? I think one from the Max. Um, well, there's, there's one from my own club at home, um, Dunnock Swinburne, Bunty, he goes by. He's been kind of playing with our intermediates. And then you have David Gartland, maybe from Dunamine, which will be just outside of Carrick, uh, Carrick Emmets as well. He'll be playing with the seniors now. I don't know who's with the Max from Monaghan. Is there a Monaghan man with the Max? I thought, I thought there was somebody, a cornerback maybe. Could be. I'm not entirely sure now, to be honest with you. Um, well, if we're going to be videoing that game this weekend, we should be. And if uh, we decide, uh, you know, put a bit of commentary in the back, hey, maybe, maybe we'll throw you on the mic as well, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, At that point, we better again. fucking get them to all the people. <laughs> oh, my God. You're worth, you, you do the Max side, I'll do the Donny Gall side. How about that? I'll know all that all Boston players at least. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, there was what the, what was it they did it last year with the Max Donny Gall, and uh, I think it was was it John Moylan, uh, John Moylan, the other lads that videoed it, and uh, I think by the second half Moylan had a couple of too many drinks in him, and the fall oh, was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Is that right? Is that right? <laughs> I could I could listen. You could listen to him because he he's I mean he's. Obviously a hurler as well, but very passionate hurler, you know. So yeah. you can imagine him in the second half; he was just going off. But maybe, <laughs> may, may, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, we'll do a warm up for this game and then uh, get it going fully for the final. We'll see how it goes this weekend. <laughs> uh, enough, fair enough. That'll like be it'll be a great like game. Else giving me jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but. Obviously, then you talk then about the Gales as well. You know, whoever wins this game is going to have a very, very tough game. Yeah. I mean, I think Gales, from very early on in the season, seem to be the team to beat. Uh, yeah, have you watched much of the Gales this year? Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, you said it there. To be honest with you, they. I mean, obviously, they're not unbeaten in the league for no reason. You know, I mean, we we pulled them back to a draw in our first game. I think. Yank kicked an unbelievable point in the last minute, like our goalie coming out, like you know. Um, obviously, to salvage the draw, but they're definitely the team to beat. They went big this year, which they usually do, and they're they're kind of a credit to like they consistently every year three teams and always competitive too. Um, but obviously they're waiting in the ring, the wings. They're they're in the they're in pole position really. They can look at this semi final and they can. Take notes and 
I'm sure all, their whole team's going to be out watching and see who they're going to be marking and watching them closely then too, kind of thing, you know. But, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, you know what I mean? You never really know. So that, that video, uh, that that game was actually, I think that was the first game we filmed. And we right? put it on we put it on YouTube. Yeah. And just, we we actually, I was watching it through and I'm like, Jesus, I'm going to try and make a clip of this. Uh, <laughs> how many views saw- do you think it got? How many views do you think it has on uh, on TikTok? Oh, God. No idea. No idea. Could be, Yank could be listening to this and his head is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> take, take a guess what it's at. I don't know. Would it get the 10,000? Would it get that many? 91,000. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 91,000. So, and that's the comments. The, that's more than the population of Monaghan. Yeah, 91,000 views. So, sorry, 91.8. Sorry, Yank, don't want to take, you know, that, that extra 800 away, you know. Uh, Let's see, can but we get it to 100,000, lads? Let's see, can we get it to But you know what? As, as, soon as, as soon as I clipped it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. This is like this is gonna get some serious hits. Like, and yeah, yeah. I think within like the first, like, I think I text. I actually did. I think I text Yank, and I'm like, this is only like up a day, and it was at like twenty thousand views. No way. It was yeah. It was it was unbelievable. Um. So and if anybody hasn't seen that clip, it, what a what a score. Wow. <laughs> But I mean, even, even to be honest with you, it's kind of great that you did it because I was at that game and, you know, you just remember him kicking it over the bar. But then your clip in of it, he picks the ball up nearly on his own 45, but he actually nearly spun a man too. There was nearly like yeah. a breaking ball that he had to get away from a fella. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, it was a fantastic point, you know, it really was. So Yeah, the sweeper keeper. Sweeper so. keeper, that's, that's, that's how the Gaelic football's evolved in fairness, so. You know, yeah, uh, and it's you know it's not a bad it's not a bad thing either, you know, because it's it's actually great to have goalkeepers that you can turn around and if I need to put it back to them, it's there there is an option, you know. So yeah, yeah. Uh, especially at the senior level, if you're if if you can't come out with that ball at the senior level, you're probably not going to make it at that level. Yeah, I mean, you say that too, though. But you know, how many times did Cluxon come out with the ball on Sunday? You know, but he but, but he can if he needs to. And that's true, and he also did get a hundred percent of his kickouts out. I think. I think that was yeah, one of the stats I mean, that was that's, around twenty-three you know, out of twenty-three. He makes, he makes it. He makes up with it, but with so many different spots. Yeah, that's that's true. But, that's true. So. So yeah, uh, I mean that's obviously this weekend, and then so you're going for a five-six point Donegal. <laughs> what do you who do you fancy then what's your thought I mean if I want if I want a if I want a patellar tendon after this weekend uh, I'm going to go with a safe side <laughs> uh, uh, no pun intended there but uh, but yeah no I I, I think it's going to be a great game I think it's going to yeah. go down to the wire I think it'll be probably a one or two point game uh just you know it's watching all the games it, they've all been so close so tight uh obviously i'd love to see max you know max win it um but honestly i'm just actually looking forward to enjoy watching the game you know oh, definitely. Max come out and what, top grade. what's the rule do you know if it goes to a draw is it a midweek playoff or is it a extra time and penalties? extra time do you know extra penalties too Great question. I think it is penos. Jeez, wouldn't you love to see a peno shootout? Like, it, I don't think it's ever happened down at, down at the bar end in Canton. That'd be phenomenal to watch. Like, so were you at the New York game? I didn't go down. Where was I? I was in London, of all places, at a friend's wedding. That's where I was that weekend. So we were. We actually went down to that game, yeah. and it was weird. Our lads went that, down too. That yeah. went to a peno shootout. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you had one of your lads, Shane Carthy, uh, right, was down right. playing. Uh, bumped into a bunch of the Donegal lads down. Uh, it was down for that game as well. But that's yeah. There's an, there's. I mean, that went to extra time and then penalties. That was just a weird. That was a weird game. Even the penalty shootout was. I mean, the penalties were terrible. 
<laughs> were they really? No oh way. my god, they were brutal. I mean, uh, I mean, it was just miss after miss after miss. Uh, it, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the best quality. But at that point, I think it was, it was late. I don't think they expected extra time, and I don't think anybody expected penalties. Penalties, so uh, it can, it can, probably it wasn't many lads um, practicing. I know. I'm sure. I'm sure Leitrim had their flights booked back for whatever day, Monday or Tuesday. There was going to be no replay. You know what I mean? It had to be done. Oh that night, no! So. <laughs> it would have been a disaster. That would have been brutal. Even for the lads and go back for a replay, like on a Wednesday or like the weekend yeah. after. Like that would have been. That would have been harsh on the yeah. lads, like, you know. Uh, but for years they've yeah, been just I mean, writing them out, and these things can happen. So, you know, it, nobody expected New York to win. Delighted, delighted for New York, like delighted for Carthy as well. Like I mean, he kicked the equalizing point. Maybe an extra time, maybe in full time. I can't remember now. But um, yeah, I watched it back. It was you know, it's great game to watch now. In fairness, you know, it really was like just how tight it was. You know, like when two teams are so close, nearly no matter what the level, it's always kind of engaging to watch to see who's going to get over the line. You know. Yeah, and there was a lot of actually lads that had played in Boston previous. Um, it was actually a couple of Mac and Espy's lads that were playing um, on that New York team as well. Uh, so there was definitely a presence of people that's played in Boston before, uh, which is obviously great to see. You know, you want to see yeah, the lads that's yeah. over here playing. And, you know, if they're going to New York playing there, it's obviously great to see them too uh, doing well. Um, but just kind of like to, to move on as well, you know, obviously you have your you have your injury uh you're healing up you're recovering what do you see yourself now in the next uh how do you see your involvement in gaelic football going forward yeah well i took out took over the role of the secretary this year um with the club and you know i've enjoyed it in fairness like you know it's it's been a work involved you, you nearly feel like a middleman a lot of the time to be honest with you you nearly just forward on emails and doing whatever needs to be done so i mean if they'll take me next year before I'm voted in, I'll probably do the same again next year. And started the newsletter too for the club, which has been kind of successful enough to kind of, you know, do match reports in it and different things that's going on, past players, stuff like that, you know. Um, I mean, I hope to be, even with the injury, you know, touch wood here, hope to be playing football again next year is really my main thing, you know. You kind of, you're, you're involved with Gaelic football because you love playing really. And then, and on the administrative side is nearly a giving back kind of thing because you love how much the game the game's given to you as well, you know. Um, so what level I'll be at is is another question, you know, because with the injury itself, you know, you're kind of obviously the physio I've started now. You're you're bending the knee slowly and slowly and trying to get it back to that full range of motion again. But one of the main issues with it is because you're on the crutches for so long you lose all your muscle in the quad completely, which is obviously the biggest, and it's just like complete jelly, and even in the calf and the hamstring and everything else, that all has to be built up again as well, you know? So that's kind of a long process, but we'll see. Like, I mean, I plan on being playing football in some sort next year, and then I know you took a shot at it this year, the referee, and I was refereeing for a good few years out here as well. Never too high of a level, like, but... uh probably still help out with the referee and whatever called upon too I would say so I'm not going anywhere anytime soon just because of a, a little broken knee you know <laughs> uh, refereeing could be a whole other subject to talk about <laughs> yeah, I know I know how are you, how are you finding the referee Garrett are you enjoying it so I've refed a couple like I actually don't mind it, like you know what I mean, because mm. you know, you know what I actually like. I actually like refereeing some of the, the like <sighs> some of the lower league divisions, as uh, especially with newer players, you know, because then you're yeah. able to like, then you're able to almost like coach, you know, and like some of the American lads are coming in and they're maybe asking why. Like one of the yes. best games I refereed was uh it was like a like a eleven aside tournament. I think it was I think it was Hartford and I think it was them and Trinity or I can't remember who it was, but they had a lot of like American lads on like newer players. Mm -hmm. But you know, the game obviously wasn't as fast. But you know, when they're coming to you it's like, Hey, 
I don't understand why I got that free. What happened there? All right, here's what I saw. You know, I saw you do this, that, like, you know, just watch for that going forward. And they actually appreciated it, you know. Obviously, yeah, yeah. when you're when you're coaching at a higher level, you know, they're expecting high standards, you know. So if you make, you know, like you've seen it out there in like intermediate and senior, you know, all yeah. eyes are on you. And you yeah, make yeah. that one mistake or one call that you that you didn't see. Like I've said this actually multiple times. I think for senior football in Boston, you need two referees in that field. You almost need one watching the play and one just watching the inside forward or watching the surrounding because you, you can't you can't see everything on the field, especially for a game that's so fast. You cannot yeah, see. So. You can't I mean, you can't just expect one like look at American football, right? How many referees they have out there? Like five? No, I don't even know. It's something crazy, like isn't it, Jan? They have all know, different but, letters on the back of their jerseys. I don't know what they mean, you know. <laughs> but even even basketball. Basketball is very like and look, think of think of how quick Gaelic football is. Yeah. With you know, with three times the amount of players almost that's on a basketball court. And you're trying to one person manage twenty six people. I know. It is nuts when you think about it. Like, I mean, one thing that kinda would annoy me when you're refereeing sometimes is you're standing in the middle of the field, both teams ready to go, and you look down at both ends and there's no umpires. And you're like, that's I can't be behind every kick to see if it's going over the bar or wide here. This isn't gonna work, you know, and then you're shouting for umpires and you nearly had a at a standoff. It's like, well, I'm not starting the game until I get umpires, but you know, second ref, I, I I mean, that's something obviously that would be decided at the top level, but I guess that's what the umpires and linesmen are for. Um, but do they get kind of the best help with the umpires and linesmen out in Canton? Sometimes maybe not, maybe not really, you know, because really what they usually do is you get from the teams that just played, you know, depending on who it is, you know, yourself. Well, of course, you know? then they're going to get the decisions that's going to favor their club, right? Yeah. And that's, that's, well, that's the challenge yeah. there. That's it, like, and that's, you know, that's, that is great in fairness to the Boston County Board every year, as far as I'm aware, that I've been here anyway, that they always bring referees from home that are completely neutral, nothing to do with any club, and they just come out and they don't care about the big rivalries between any club or whatever else, they're just going to play it as they see it, or ref it as they see it, I should say, and it's usually top-level refs anyway, you know, what I mean. No ref's ever going to get everything 100% right. I mean, I've blown the whistle sometimes and I'd be like, she should have made a decision wrong there. But you're never going to try and say, all right, I better even it up to just get on with it. Like, you know, you just have to. You, you know? have to. You have to. And, you know, but at the other end, it, if you don't take control of a game, it can get very ugly out there. And it can be a very lonely place out there if you're a referee and you make, you know, you know, first five, 10 minutes, if you don't get control of a game, but then you almost, you have the other end of the spectrum where you have people trying to take too much control where it just comes completely the wrong way. And it, it's, it's hard to find a balance and you, you understand like people's, nobody's intentionally going out there to make a mistake. Like, and you know, yeah. heat of the moment, like I always give, like if I'm refereeing, I always give give people like give their initial reaction and then just let them kind of like get that out and be like, Hey, listen, this is what I saw nine times out of 10. They used to be like, all right. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. you might, you I mean, might get the odd one or two. One thing I always nearly usually say is that I'd be fairly confident that I know the rules better than, you know, Definitely from more than anybody in the crowd a lot of the time when you hear some of the stuff that does be shouted in, like, you know. <laughs> so you kind of take that into account as well, you know, that sort of way. And then the communication is key too, because if you can explain what you saw, you might not get it right, but at least if you can tell the player, look, that's what I saw. So simple as that, you know. So, yeah. And move on. a thick skin helps a lot too. So. <laughs> oh, you can't, yeah, you... It's yeah, you have to be very thick skinned, especially especially in Boston. You know, it is it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean it it is something that, you know, has definitely been talked about. Uh, you know, and that's just I think this is a like GA culture in, in in general. You know, there is almost more that needs to be done uh on the club side. 
uh, for you know, and then obviously on on the referee side, you know, you have to make sure you're getting the right the the right people refereeing the right games too. So it comes from yeah, both sides. Yeah, but, definitely so. You know, there there needs to be that more of a respect for that decision. And I'm listen, we were out there on Saturday. We had a final, of course. Like you know, there, you know, the adrenaline's pumping. You're out there playing. Hits are going <laughs> in. You know, but you know. At the same time, you have to have a little bit of respect out there for the referee and like almost take that third party position to say, hey, listen, they're not out there to intentionally, they're not out there to intentionally freaking call a game against you, you know, tone it down a little bit. Let me have that initial reaction first and then yeah. I'll be like, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, get on with it then. Like, yeah, that's the truth. That's it. Like, you know, so, so sure, look, the, the games aren't going to happen without a ref. So <laughs> that's it. That's it. And yeah. I think obviously we have more referee coaches uh, courses, I think will be super helpful. Uh, yeah. I know Peter, uh, he actually got a good bit of ref, uh, good, he actually got a good influx of refs this year, mostly players. So, I mean, that's a good thing, but then the courses as well will be super helpful. Uh, Cause the rules change so much. Uh, they do. I mean, did, did you do that online test Gareth at the start of the year? Did I failed that stupid thing twice in a row and I think I was on my last chance and I was like, like the questions of that are just bizarre. I, I mean, maybe I don't yeah. know the rules that well, but I mean, one of well, the I was going to say, yeah, just as we thought we knew the rules and it's like, hold on, Jesus. but some of I them mean, are what, pretty bad. Like, like even like, stuck out to me and just, I'll never forget it. It was like, if the ball hits the corner flag and stays in play, what's the call? And I was like, shit, I don't know. White ball, play on, play on. Uh, play on is in soccer anyway. I know that sideline ball, or then the other options is like throw up on the 13, throw up on the 21. The answer is sideline, just so you know. But that's only because I got it wrong twice in a row, you know. <laughs> yeah, just like... oh, it's ridiculous. It's, and then like tripping, I didn't even know tripping was a freaking black card. Oh, yeah, like, I wouldn't know that one now. Tripping, yeah, that'd be but even like gonna... tripping is like oh. that's not a it can be black card. It couldn't be. It can be harsh sometimes. See, that's that's where it kind of comes into it, where you have to. I don't know. Is it a deliberate trip or was it just they were running past each other? So, yeah. Yeah. That's you know. uh, again. These are just kind of rules that are just, you know. I, I understand the purpose of the black card bringing brought in. I uh, brought in like to stop that. You know, dragging somebody down on the thirteen yeah. if they're in one on one. Like I completely understand brought, that, but I think it's getting in, brought in against that Tyrone man, Sean Cavanaugh. You know. After he did that yeah. to Conor McManus, then <laughs> yeah, there you go. Actually, yeah, I remember not, that. Yeah. yeah, um, but no, it's we'll see. I mean, I mean, everybody has their opinions and their rules and uh, yeah. all that stuff, but I mean, the rules are the rules, and that's just we just have to play by them. Each whatever, whatever's thrown at us, uh, definitely so, definitely so. But then, just to kind of wrap up on on the last one. So obviously you're now secretary of Donegal. You're getting emails coming in from some of the people. You know, what are you what, what advice are you telling any of these new lads that maybe, you know, never played football, never heard of Gaelic football, but you know, got a, they're they're interested and they want to give it a go. Yeah, I mean, look, that's that's exactly it. I mean, just come on in and give it a go. This is usually what I say, you know. And I think it's been touched on a number of times. You kind of compare the sports here. It's usually nearly a school's thing, the sports here. And even you get kids playing in college level. But then after college level, there's really not too much sports clubs kind of about. Well, the Gaelic football club's always here, you know? So it's like, yeah, come. I mean, we got a kid from he's from Florida studying in MIT. He just emailed the club. And like that, I was like, yeah, come on ahead. You know, try it out. Soccer player and volleyball player. He loves it, you know? Um, advice like, yeah, I mean for us as well like I mean Jack O'Brien there he's, he's taking on an evening of, of his time every week actually to be honest with you where it's a separate training where it's just focused on the skills of the game like literally I I actually never been to one but I think he just takes some of the newer players some of the lads that just want to work on their kicking and fist pass and whatever else and just all ball work as far as I'm aware you know which has been great just for and fair play to him for giving up an evening just to take them lads to bring them on to another level you know so there's two things there actually uh is he like doing specific trainings with them people or is it just going for kicking arounds or 
and doing specific training with them where you know i think my, like most clubs out here you train the two nights a week kind of thing he's taking another evening where he text into the group chat just saying the kick around and then he would you know it's not going to be your physical kind of hard running or you know whatever else would be more just focusing on the skills which is huge too for the players because obviously sometimes they can be left behind if they're if we're going straight into drills with the training and whatever else and you know yourself sometimes you get frustrated if the, if the drill breaks down you don't want to be the fellow that with the handle and error the drill breaks down so it's easy for us when we're playing all our life and you're playing since you're a kid like it's like you just kick the ball 30 yards straight how simple can it be you know what I mean? <laughs> but for someone new to the game then it's it's a tough skill to learn you know so yeah and the uh, second thing uh, i'm actually curious about this newsletter uh yeah. where can people uh is that just an internal thing or do you just post it on your facebook or uh, it does get posted on the facebook definitely it's on the facebook so it's i you know it's kind of funny i don't know what kind of a reach it has to be honest with you it's i use a, a website called mailchimp it's called and then it just i post it send the link out then and it gets posted on Facebook too, do you know? So usually, in the, I, I started it then, when did I start? I want to say maybe March was the first one. I was doing it once a month. And then when it kind of got into the busy season, I kind of started adding a bit more. I, I, you know, funny enough, that video you're talking about of Yank, that was one of the things I put in that time. Because I was like, geez, what a video. I'll put that in the newsletter straight away, you know? So there we go. different things. And a big thing of it too is, you know, you're kind of, looking out for past players and how they're getting on at home and stuff like that. Like, and you'd add them in and talk about them as well, you know? So. And I'm sure they appreciate that too. And kind of keeping yeah. that, keeping that alive that, you know, even though they're, yes, you've got your club at home, but it's almost like, uh, it's almost like the cousin from, from the States. Right. It's like, Oh, it's great. It's great to get back and see them and see how they're doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, from what I've heard, like talking to lads too, that, you know, Paddy McDevitt was telling me this, that she was saying he was at home at a wedding and somebody started talking to him about the time he was out in Boston way back in whatever year it was and how much crack it was and whatever else, like, you know, that sort of way. Now, we don't think of it because we're here all year and here every summer. But for a lad coming out just for the summer, you know, they'll remember that for years. Do you know that sort of way? It's like, you know, if we go to a North American final in Chicago last year or wherever it was, we remember that for a year because of that unique experience, you know, that sort of way. Or if you're in the summer on wherever it is, it's a, it's a holiday that you might never forget. But for us, it's just that another year. So to keep that connection with the lads at home too, it's kind of good too, you know? So. And yeah, you're right with that. You know, even though like, yeah, we're here, but we were in Chicago too, you know, and that was our first time our footballers, uh, we're at nationals and they still remember that weekend, you know, oh, and sure. they still talk about it. They still talk yeah. about the experience of getting away for the weekend with the boys and, you know, they'll remember that trip and I'll remember that trip for, for a long time, you know, great yeah, weekend. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys had a great final. Uh, we got, we lost in the final against Charlotte. Uh, but I remember watching that game with you guys and Cougars. Like, that was a cracker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my Jesus. God, that was a cracker of a game. Jesus, it was a hell of a weekend. I, I remember, to be honest with you, we came down late getting in Friday night. It was first thing Saturday morning at the semifinal. I was pissing rain and everything else. And the semifinal went to extra time, and we just got over the line then in that one. It was a Chicago team. I think we were playing, actually. And anyway. To be honest with you, I remember we were watching the, the the semifinal later that that day. The other semifinal, the Cougars and God, I can't was remember who we playing. It could have been Delco Gills. Yeah, I think it was Delco. Yeah, but I remember watching it, and you know, I said I think it's Scott beside me, so me and him would be some of the older lads on the team. And I said to Scott, I was like, Jesus Christ, that's we don't have a chance here. <laughs> I was like, that is a hell of a team. They just said. Lightning coming from everywhere. I think they had Alex. Well, then Tom, uh, your boy Tom Brady uh, Tom used to Brady play at Dublin. That's right. That's right. You know, not the not the American football Tom Brady, but the you know All Ireland yeah. winner Tom Brady. You know, and we were looking at them, being honest with you, we're like Jesus Christ. You know what a team they have. You know for for Junior A, but you know, 
like that extra time and penos and everything else and you know yeah it was a hell of a weekend no it really was yeah and that's uh for us we got a we we had an interesting one because we actually had the hurling and the football were there and the hurling actually had a game against chicago first thing in the morning uh but then we had a football game on the friday as well Uh, and we played we played the cayman islands who had so junior c you can have three irish yeah yeah, yeah. uh we were playing 13 irish lads so it was interesting how it all played out but it was it got it got political at that point uh it was it was interesting but the boys were like we we had a hurling game we had a football game that was a friday and the saturday we had a game yeah i remember the piss and rain we played cleveland some pats that time we were all ghost and then the sunday then we had a game against charlotte and uh, by that time everybody was done (laughs) it it takes some toll on the body like i mean i don't know if there's any like jesus fair play to you doing the dual sports, the football and the hurling at one one weekend because it's played like that and it's kind of great for the likes of the clubs coming from all over the country that wouldn't have a strong championship like Boston does, you know. Um, but it's, it's, it's a great weekend even if you're just going for the crack or if you're just going to try and win the thing, it's, you're still going to have the crack anyway, you know what I mean? So, Do you think more, more kind of travel tournaments would be, you know, obviously you don't want to take too much off of your time, but uh, do you think more of those travel tournaments should be kind of introduced? Like I know they talk about like different, you know, they talk about different, like uh, I think San Diego has the sevens tournament. Um, you have other tournaments up in like, um, like Seattle, like uh, not Seattle. Um, like Denver has one up on the hills. Uh, Denver really? have one every year, but like, wouldn't it be great to have like a tournament in like Nashville or like yeah, I think, I think Vegas. actually, I know, Jesus, that'd be some crack anyway, if, if nothing else. <laughs> I think it'd be, and, and, you know? and it would be more like the home base people, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and it, it wouldn't, you, kind of could, you wouldn't have to focus on team. You could almost do divisional. I think we touched base on this earlier. Like if you had like a Boston team where, you know, you almost each division put like a senior, a junior, and even an all-American team, we all just travel, and like you yeah. know, you're almost getting to know the people, you know, on a personal level too. So, how do you think? How do you think something like that would go? How do you think that would go? That'd be good, great, out crack. Like I mean, Jesus, you'd enjoy it, especially if you're talking about going to Nashville or Vegas. And you know, I haven't been, but I've heard great things. Um, it's hard to know when you'd fit it in. I guess is a question. Well, I suppose you could fit it in in the off season anytime, right? long weekend ah, I mean I'd be up for it anyway you know it'd be, yeah. it'd, be it'd be great crack I mean realistically it's kind of one of the reasons I love the football out here compared to Ireland in a lot of ways because in Ireland the club football just seems to drag for so long you're starting training in January and talk to lads even before that they're doing gym programs and then you know depending on how the county does you're not playing until you could be keep going till October November and then it starts all again well here we have that definite, you know, this weekend semifinals, next weekend finals, North America's end of August, and that's it. Um, but yeah, I suppose. I mean, if you if you're to turn around and just say, all right, we're not going to train for this, we'll just put a few teams together, playing the sevens tournament, it'll be all for it. I mean, the logistical organizing side of it, and you need some host cities to get down and do that. There probably should be more of a connection between ourselves and New York being so close. Um, geographically, would be one thing too. You know, you could look yeah, at. Yeah, they talked about maybe doing them. Like I know they used to do them in the past, the New York against Boston games. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to see them back. I'd love to see like, and even you could do different divisions. So you could do like uh, obviously your senior team, but you could do an all all American junior team. You could do a ladies team. You know, make a full day, but even hurling, bring bring the hurling into it too. Yeah, so definitely. Make a full day out of it, and hey, listen, there's no reason why you couldn't do it at a at a stadium. So yeah, yeah, you definitely know, so. Gaelic, Gaelic Park would be one. You know, obviously Canton, you'd have a good, you'd have a good. But 
I mean, we've we've actually got a we've actually got a tournament coming up. Not a tournament, like a game. It's going to be at Polar Park in Worcester. So oh, it'll yeah. actually be Gaelic football and hurling played in the park. So the field's going to be set up already for American football. So yeah. we'll just piggyback off it. Oh, nice. You know, be, nice. Good stuff. So like things like that will be, you know, there's no reason why we couldn't get exposure like that for the for Gaelic football on hurling. You know, it, it was obviously it was obviously played in Fenway Park before, but if we can get it on a stage like that, you know, obviously it's only going to help the the sport as a whole. Yeah, we know the doubt. We know the doubt, definitely. No, I'd be I'd be all for it for sure. You know. Um, well, we just get you back from uh, from injury first. So yeah, that'll, that'll be the first step, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. So that's it. We'll start planning for next year then. Once you get back for injury, how do that? Right, don't, put put the put the brakes on at the minute, Gareth, and then you know put it off a year. I'll be there. <laughs> New bar. But yeah, uh, I think that's a good time to wrap it up. Um, an hour, you know, goes by quick, doesn't it? We talking shite for that long? We were. <laughs> <laughs> And could still go for another hour, probably. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, but no, we, uh, I wish you all the best, obviously, with the injury. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure I'll probably see you out there on Sunday. Uh, yeah. Obviously, best luck to all you and your team. Um, obviously, I uh, hope McInnesby's come out on the other side. Sorry, <laughs> lads, but you know, my allegiance is still with the Max. Uh, after spending many years, obviously, with them. But, yeah, you're, you know, you're a obviously, man now. You're a Wister man now. <laughs> yeah, a, but, you know, listen, you know, as much as, and when you kind of go on the outside looking in, you know, it's obviously a great thing what you lads are doing, what Mac and SVs are doing, what all them clubs are doing. You know, three teams is some achievement, you know, to put that out every year. So that's a, a huge compliment to Donegal Boston, to all the lads what you are doing. Uh, and long may it continue as well. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks, thanks for having me on, Gareth. I enjoyed it. Uh, no, no bother. I'll, I'll take a look out for that newsletter too. Uh, yeah, check the Facebook just page. Before it, should, wrap up. it should be up there. It should be up on the Sweet. Donegal Boston Facebook page. So. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, again, just shout out to our sponsors, Mesida. I uh, appreciate all the help and support uh, for the podcast. Uh, best of luck to Donegal. Uh, the rest of the season and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks. Thanks, Garrett. All right. I'm just going to stop that.